Our scripture this morning comes from the letter to the Ephesians, the sixth chapter, starting with the tenth verse. Listen for the word of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness, As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am so thankful in so many ways for the way in which we have been able to approach worship in this setting. I don't know you at home, uh, what your experience is uh, in this preparation time, but before we start a service, there is quiet and there is music and there's meditation. And it's just such a peaceful spirit in this sanctuary of coming into the presence of God. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for coming into our lives and for leading us and teaching us and preparing us and giving us the tools to be prepared ourselves. Thank you. Today's lesson is from the book of Ephesians, as you heard Pastor Amy uh, read for us. But before I get into Ephesians, I want to set the stage just a little bit with a short story out of the book of 2 Kings. And it's in 2 Kings that we find Elisha. And in the sixth chapter, And in the 15th through the 17th verses, there's this short story. When the servant of the man of God, who was Elijah, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord! What shall we do, the servant asked Elijah. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. 
Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And so Elisha then prayed, O Lord, open my servant's eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now the story goes on to say that the, um, Elijah then prayed to the Lord again and asked for his enemy to be blinded. He then took them into the city of Samaria where he was asked, should we kill them? And his answer was, no, we're not going to kill them. Let's give them a feast and then we will send them back to their masters. And so they did. And they were so impressed with the way that they were treated and the spirit that was there and the blinding and then the visioning that was returned to them at Elijah's word that they didn't invade Israel anymore. Now I tell you that short story because when we are looking at, for me, when we are looking at this verse, this book actually, the book of Ephesians, and we look at the story that is there, the description that is there that Amy read for us. We see that there is a preparation for having vision. There is a preparation for being people with a connection to God and understanding what God's vision is for us. Not necessarily the way our life should be lived out in that kind of a vision, but a vision for us being His people and a vision for us understanding what He has given us, what He has provided for us in our lifetime, what he, how He has provided for us to be prepared for anything and everything that can occur within our lives. Now, there's a word that uh, exists in the majority of versions of the Bible uh, that is uh, in this section of reading, and it talks about um, wrestling. Wrestling with the, the rulers and the uh, strong powers that are out there. In the version that Amy read and in an NIV, which I have here with me today, uh, it talks about struggles rather than wrestling. But those two words are kind of interchangeable. The thing I want to really mention this morning that I really want to let us all understand, I include myself in with that, is this description of the armor of God is not provided for us to get the feeling that we are preparing for battle or to go to war or to face an enemy in a physical way. It's not talking about flesh and blood. And it says that right at the very beginning. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. 
but it's against those things that are out there that are unseen. Just like the servant of Elijah, he looked out there and he saw what his eyes showed him to be the physical manifestation that was out there, and it looked like they were overpowered. But Elijah knew better. And Elijah knew the power of the Lord in their lives. And Elijah knew the power of prayer. And so he prayed to God to give his servant vision. And when he looked out again, he saw, whether it was a physical manifestation, all of a sudden a, an appearance of all of the forces that were available to Elijah or not. That's not the important thing. It's that he saw the power of God at work in the life of Elijah and in the life of the Israelites. What we are seeing here is the vision that God has given each and every one of us, the tools that are represented by each one of the elements of the armor. Let's go back and let's take a, take a look a little bit at a more modern-day relevant kind of thing. We normally don't think about our armies uh, getting in that kind of get-up that Denny Hughes got into today to come up here and talk to the kids. That would be kind of foolish for the kinds of battles that our armies uh, do today. So let's take a look at something that is a little bit more close at home for many of us. Nebraska athletics. Anybody watch Nebraska athletics? Not anymore, but we used to, didn't we? And football is a big thing. When we think about a football player, and a football player getting to, ready to go out onto the battle, what is he doing? He is putting on the uniform, but as a part of the uniform are the knee pads, the shin pads, the special shoes, there's the shoulder pads, there's the whiplash pads that go up the back of their necks, there's the uh, back braces. If you look closely at the linemen, they all have metal braces that are across their knees so that their knees can't get bent backwards on them. And they have helmets that go on their head. And they are not allowed onto the field until they all have all of that there. Now, each one of those things that they put on have a particular uh, purpose for the protection of that player. It's kind of like Paul's description of the body. Every one uh, part of the body is unique in its own way, and it contributes to the function of the entire body. In the same way, every blessing that God gives us, every teaching that God gives us, every element of celestial power that he gives us through his son Jesus Christ has a specific purpose and a specific function. And I want to read those to you again, and I want you to just listen to what these are. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted to take see with your feet fitted to take up the shield of faith that which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests faith righteousness readiness for the gospel of peace the shield of faith the helmet of salvation all of those things are there and unless we understand that those are there and available to us then we aren't prepared to go into any kind of battle or any kind of experience in the world where we know the adversary comes at us. Joe and I have talked many times. There have been so many times in our lives that we have made decisions for directions that we thought God wanted us to make in our lives. And we have found one thing in common. In fact, before we make a, a decision a decision like going into full-time ministry after I retired the first time from the Air Force. Instead of going into uh, the airlines, that was going to be much more lucrative than what ministry is, right, Amy? When I made the choice to go into the Air Force, instead of becoming a conscientious objector and I've told you that story before when we have had to make any kind of well, the service today my last sermon as associate pastor even something as simple as this and preparing for it and being ready for it and YouTube crashes on us and so then we have to twiddle our thumbs and wait, and I lose about 10 minutes of sermon time. That's all right. I'll make up for it. You believe that, right? Anyway, every time we make a critical decision within our lives, we almost joke with each other before we finalize that decision that are we prepared for what's going to happen once we make this decision? And it's not because of what we're stepping ourselves into. It's because of the powers and principalities that are out there that we know are going to give us every challenge and every opportunity to trip. And we know that we're going to have to be prepared for that. And so we, we rehearse to some degree, 
the things that we are going to have to be ready for or ready to use, and that is our faith and our beliefs and our belief in salvation and the belief that there is nothing that is going to deter us from accomplishing what God, what we feel God wants us to do within our life. And so we get the armor and we put it on and we get ready for a battle that we don't know what it's coming, but we know that with God, we are prepared. You can't be prepared to go into battle if you are not aware of the gifts that God has given to you. So in my time here at St. Paul's, as the associate pastor, if you don't take anything else away from your experience with me, I hope you could take away the belief that I have, and hopefully I have instilled some of it in some of you that God is always there. God never leaves us. And not only does he not leave us, he does never, he's never sent us into a situation that he hasn't also given us the tools to handle that situation and to deal with that situation. And we have to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually prepared at all times with the knowledge of what we have at our reach, with the power of Jesus Christ and the power that God gave to the world through Jesus Christ, that there is nothing that we cannot accomplish through God and through Jesus Christ. That's my, that's my mission in life. And I think I want to I think I want to leave you today with a, another quote out of the book of Ephesians. It's in the third chapter, and it starts with the 14th verse. And in most Bibles, it has a subheading there that is called a prayer for the Ephesians. And so I offer this to you today as my prayer for St. Paul's. For this is the reason I kneel before the Father, from whom whole, his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all of the saints, to grasp how wide and long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ 
throughout all generations forever and ever. I look forward to continuing with you in ministry, not so much from this position or from a position of administration or formal leadership, but as a member of the congregation. Joe and I have loved our time here in this position. We have grown to love many of you much more than we did when we were here before, and we've been here three times in three different military assignments. So we've known many of you for very long, and I especially appreciate Barb and Christy being here today. We go back to uh, 1972 with our friendship. It's been around a few years. And uh, we raised our boys and their girls, and they raised their girls and our boys. And uh, they were brothers and sisters. But I thank you for the relationships that we have formed with you, with this church, with the individuals, with Jesus Christ, a new understanding of what it means to be a body of Christ. God's ministry is truly marvelous. It's a great and marvelous work. And we are, pl are pleasured, not Joe and I, but we as a congregation are pleasured to be a part of that great and marvelous work. May God bless you, may God bless us, and may God bless St. Paul's as we move now into the future. Amen.